welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 283 of the podcast. And on this episode, I'm talking about the Red Sox hiring Craig Breslow. After the Boston Red Sox fired Chief of Baseball Operations Heim Bloom, the search has been interesting to say the least. Good candidates, for whatever reasons, turned down the opportunity, and the team ends up hiring former pitcher Craig Breslow, who was a part of the team during its 2013 World Series winning season. So why on earth was this not a more coveted position? The team, the Red Sox, have won the most World Series since 2004. Four times they've won in 04, 07, 2013, and 2018. The problem is the Red Sox have a history of letting go of good general managers who succeed. Theo Epstein, the best baseball executive ever in my opinion, did not leave the organization on the best of terms. His replacement, Ben Sherrington, won a World Series in 2013 and was gone by 2016. His replacement, Dave Dombrowski, won the World Series in 2018 and was gone before the end of 2019. There are teams who literally never fire a GM who wins it all. Brian Cashman has been running the New York Yankees since 1998. And the Giants for the longest time were run by Brian Sabian. How about the Oakland Athletics? They held on to Billy Bean and he never won it all. This to me has come down to job security. Established general managers don't want to work for the Boston Red Sox because they want to have a long-term job. And clearly even if the Red Sox give you a long-term contract, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll end up staying long-term with the team. So instead, they have to go out and get a rookie to do the job in Craig Breslow. Whether he's good or not, I believe that's the truth of this situation, that the established people don't want this job because there is absolutely no job security. You can win the World Series and a couple years later get canned. For a lot of people, Bloom deserved to lose his job, but even that's debatable. Some believe he was just doing what the owners wanted him to do. This team continually uses the front office as the scapegoat when things go wrong, even more so than the manager. Alex Cora has finished in last place just as many times as Heim Bloom, yet it's Heim Bloom who's shown the door, not the GM. I believe baseball executives want to have more power than the manager, and it feels like the Red Sox are run differently right now. It feels as though Cora is playing an integral part in all of this, that he has a good amount of power inside the organization, and I don't know if that's a good thing. He won with a stacked roster in 2018, but maybe he isn't the right guy for a rebuild. He's no longer managing Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez. He has an injured Chris Sale who's never going to be reliable ever again. Yes, he has Rafael Devers, but I have doubts about him being the best player on a winning baseball team. I'm just not sure Alex Cora is the long-term answer as manager. I have just as many questions about him as manager that I did about Heim Bloom running the front office. Now that they have somebody to run the front office in Craig Breslow, the big question now is, are the Red Sox in a rebuild or are they going to be big players 
during the offseason, going after the likes of Shohei Otani, Juan Soto. And there's reason to believe that they will be aggressive because that's what they've done in the past when they get a new lead in the front office. Ben Sherrington signed Hanley Ramirez, John Lackey, and Pablo Sandoval. Dave Dombrowski made waves when he traded for Chris Sale and he brought in J.D. Martinez. One of the things to me that's holding the Boston Red Sox back is their unwillingness to spend money on players over the age of 30 years old. That's just how baseball is nowadays. You spend a lot of money on older players, but you give them shorter-term deals. That's how it goes. I mean, the New York Mets, yes, it didn't work out for them, but I think they did the right thing going after Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. I believe those were good contracts at the time, and I think the Mets would have done that all over again because it's a good investment. It's a short-term investment. Yes, the Mets got it wrong, but there was no long-term bad effect on the organization. They're already done with Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. They were able to move on from those contracts because they're shorter-term deals. Do you know who I don't want to be like? The San Diego Padres because that team is locked into almost every player on that roster and they're not winning baseball games. They have Fernando Tatis Jr. I wouldn't want the Red Sox to have that guy on their team. You have Manny Machado, who's a really good player, but still he's on a super long-term deal. They might have to end up paying Juan Soto because they traded a boatload to get him. Yeah, you signed Rafael Devers, but that was the obvious move. He's the young player that you're going to have for a decade. Those other moves are harder to make, but you need to invest money in veteran players, and that is something the boss and Red Sox have not been doing recently, and it shows on their roster. Yes, bringing in Kenley Jansen was a good step. Justin Turner ended up being one of your best players last season. You need to make more moves like that, but I do believe you need to invest in more money, especially when it comes to starting pitching. Just go out there and bring in a veteran pitcher. Look at the Texas Rangers. That's what they did to build a winner. They brought in the veteran, and Nathan Avalon a guy who you had on your roster, but that's the kind of move the Red Sox need to be making is bringing in those big game pitchers, give them short-term deals, and pay them a lot of money. I don't know if Shohei Otani is the answer. He's not going to be pitching next season. He's a really good bat, but really you're only bringing him in for star power, and I think the Red Sox desperately need star power, but they need more than that also. I expect Craig Breslow to spend money this offseason. How much? I have no idea. I also think this is key to his tenure. He has to be aggressive at the trade deadline. Boston fans expect big moves at the deadline. In 04, the team traded their franchise star Nomar Garcia Parra and added pieces that contributed to a title. In 08, they moved on from Manny Ramirez and brought in Jason Bay. And more recently, in 2018, they brought in Nathan Avaldi. Making moves at the deadline is a sign that you care about the team. And that's something this team needs to see from the front office. I believe 
believe that was Heim Bloom's biggest problem. It wasn't about the fans not believing in Heim Bloom. It's about the players on the Red Sox clearly did not believe in Heim Bloom. They did not think he was doing things to improve their current baseball team. It cannot all be about the future and your minor league prospects. It has to be about the current roster. Those guys have to believe that you believe in them. And there are many examples where Heim Bloom kind of let down the team. The Christian Vasquez trade comes to mind. I mean, that team clearly did not react well to them trading the catcher. That was something that he mishandled. He did not communicate what he was doing with the baseball team. The baseball team, no, they don't run the organization. It's about the executive, but the players on the team are going to feel some kind of way if you don't bring in players at the deadline and they believe they are a good baseball team. Heim Bloom continually not adding at the trade deadline definitely added to his demise and you can't tell me otherwise. The players had absolutely no faith in this guy. Nobody stood up for Heim Bloom. I guarantee none of the players on this roster are missing Heim Bloom right now. They are happy the team went in another direction. Looking at it on paper, it's kind of simple what Craig Breslow has to do. Just do the opposite of what Heim Bloom did did be aggressive during the offseason, spend a lot of money, act like a big market team. That's something the Boston Red Sox have to go back to. There's too much talk about the future and the rebuild and your luxury tax situation. Just put together a decent product and show the fan base that you care about your major league baseball team. I mean, this is a different situation, but I think this could end up playing out what happened with the Celtics. The Celtics had Danny Ainge, a guy who of course won an NBA championship. He made a big trade bringing in Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. But in the later years of Danny Ainge, he wasn't making the big moves. He was holding on to his roster. He wasn't trading guys away. He wasn't trading draft picks. He was doing things same old, same old. And Celtics fans wanted a change. And when the Celtics brought in Brad Stevens from head coach to head of the front office, guess what Brad Stevens did? The exact opposite of what Danny Ainge would do. He made big moves. And it feels eerily similar with the Boston Red Sox. Heim Bloom wasn't willing to make that big move. Yes, he brought in Trevor Story. That's a good pickup. I like Trevor Story. If he was healthy, things would be different. But that's not a mega move. That's not the kind of move that Red Sox fans are expecting. They want big spending. And I think that's what Craig Breslow is going to do because he's going to want to to differentiate himself from Heim Bloom. He's going to want to be the bizarro general manager of the Boston Red Sox. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to be like Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein was great in that, yes, he spent big money, but he also developed stars at the same time. Dustin Pedroia, Jacoby Ellsbury, the list goes on and on. Great teams are able to win in the moment and build for the future at the exact same time. You don't have to choose one route. And it felt like over the last few years, the Red Sox were only choosing to rebuild and not caring about the moment. And I think they've lost a few fans along the way. There are people who haven't been paying attention to the Red Sox because they haven't been putting together a great product on the field. I mean, here's another way of looking at this. Look at the history of the Boston Red Sox. They have always had a star outfielder for the long
longest time. They had Ted Williams. They had Carl Yastrzemski. They had Jim Rice. They've had Manny Ramirez. That's what they were known for. They had Mookie Betts, star outfielder after star outfielder. Do you know what they don't have right now? A star outfielder. The Red Sox need to change that situation because that is something that Red Sox fans are used to seeing. Yes, they have some nice players. I know people have mixed feelings about Alex Verdugo, but he's okay. Jared Duran is a nice player, but Red Sox fans need a star outfielder to be one of the faces of the organization. That is something that Red Sox fans expect and is something the team needs to get back to. I do believe in star power, and I think Boston is one of those markets that needs to have star power. I think the Red Sox need to be more like the Philadelphia Phillies, who have Bryce Harper, who have Trey Turner, who have Kyle Schwarber, who was on the Red Sox. I mean, that could have been one of your guys. The team needs to be more like that. Bring in the star power and bring in those guys who embrace the moments on playing on one of those big market teams. Because the Red Sox have a big market. If you don't play well, you're going to hear from it from the crowd. And the Red Sox need more of those kind of guys who embrace that. Yes, I know their biggest need is pitching, but I still look at them and I go, wow, you need a solid offensive player who is just a star. And that guy, I think, needs to be an outfielder again. Manny Ramirez, Jim Rice, Yaz, Ted Williams, bring in a great outfielder because it's what Red Sox fans want and it's what Red Sox fans deserve. It's what we're used to. It's the Boston Red Sox. If your left fielder isn't a future Hall of Famer, we've kind of got a problem. That's exactly why I would be excited about Juan Soto, who's only 26 years old. He's won a World Series. He wouldn't be afraid of the big moment. Yes, he would cost you a boatload of money, but giving him a 12-year deal is a good investment. Is it going to be three to $400 million? Absolutely, but you are the Boston Red Sox. You are supposed to spend that kind of ridiculous money. It's good money, and he's a young player. You know he's going to be good at least for the first seven years of that deal. You don't have to give him a 13-year deal, but give him a 10-year offer that's at least high with those other teams. Spend more money than anyone else. It's that simple. Go out and bring in Juan Soto. Getting back to Craig Breslow, here's what former Red Sox pitcher Ryan Dempster said about the hire on Mass Live Fenway Podcast. Quote, I think he's incredibly smart. As everyone knows, he's intelligent, knows the ins and outs, and a lot of different aspects of the game, how the business works. The thing I love about Brez a lot is he's a good listener, and I think if you're going to be in that kind of position, you're going to have to listen to a lot of different things and how do you digest all that information. And he was that way as a teammate, front office with the Cubs. I had a lot of conversations with him. I feel like he's hugely responsible for the pitching growth in the Cubs organization, which wasn't there for 10 years. He played a huge part in that. The thing that intrigues me most about what Ryan Dempster is saying about Breslow is the pitching aspect because the Red Sox have been starving to develop young star starting pitchers. I mean, before they had guys like John Lester, Clay Buckles, who developed and became really good established starters, but they have struggled since. 
And maybe Breslow is the guy who can help them turn it around. I mean, they have Brian Bayo, who had some really high ups last year, but also had some big downs. I think that's a guy who you could develop into an ace-type pitcher, maybe a really solid number two at worst. Equally praising Craig Breslow is former Red Sox executive Theo Epstein telling The Athletic, quote, Craig is one of the most impressive and impactful baseball people I have ever met. He combined Finds a powerful intellect and a deep pitching expertise with a real understanding of players and fearless approach to problem solving. With his mind, work ethic, and character, there is no limit to what he can accomplish in this game. I mean, if you're a Red Sox fan, that has to excite you. Coming from the guy who orchestrated the 2004 Boston Red Sox, I mean, I hold Theo Epstein in the highest regard. He does not get these kind of things wrong. If he believes in Craig Breslow, I believe in Craig Breslow. Even more so if the Red Sox believe in Greg Breslow. The Red Sox have gotten things wrong. Heim Bloom was wrong. But Theo Epstein believing in this guy this much has me believing that just maybe Craig Breslow is the right guy to run the Boston Red Sox. Now, I would prefer a guy with more experience because I do believe running this big market job, it should be someone who's been there before. But that kind of candidate didn't want this job and wasn't available. Like, I would have preferred David Stearns, but he went to the Mets. The Mets got the best hire of the offseason when it comes to baseball executives, but maybe Craig Breslow could be the second best. We just don't know. Only time will tell. But Theo Epstein feeling good about this guy has me feeling good about this guy. And I think even more so feeling good about Craig Breslow, I just feel like the Red Sox want to get back into the good graces of the fan base because absolutely they have been irrelevant the last few seasons because they haven't been their old selves. They haven't been spending money. They don't have a lot of star power. They have just been promising something about the future that absolutely no one cares about because Boston sports fans only care about the here and now and the here and now has not been pretty for the Boston Red Sox. They are sick and tired of last place finishes. If you want fans to watch your team, you have to put together a good winning product. It's that simple. That's what Craig Breslow has to do because if it stays the same, it doesn't matter who's running the Red Sox. They will remain irrelevant. They need to go back to acting like the big bad Boston Red Sox of the late 2000s and the early 2010s when they were spending a lot of money and winning a lot of baseball games. Here's the last thing I'll say about Craig Breslow. It is kind of crazy to think that Craig Breslow could be very good at this job and end up winning a World Series and he could still spend less than five years with the Boston Red Sox because clearly John Henry is not the kind of owner who keeps an executive just because he likes the guy. I mean, this is a guy who moved on from Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein should still be running the Red Sox, if it were up to me. When things are not going well for the Red Sox, and they are looking for a scapegoat,
goat, they go right to the front office. And that's different than most organizations in baseball. They stay by their front office executive. And I don't mean this as a diss to Craig Breslow, but I don't see things changing anytime soon with John Henry's philosophy about who should take the fall when a baseball team is going bad. He's going to blame this position. So if the Red Sox aren't very good, yes, Alex Cora would be the next candidate. He would be the next guy to go. But don't let's not pretend like Craig Breslow has a 10-year job here. I would be shocked if Craig Breslow spends more than four years running the Boston Red Sox. Even if it's a best-case scenario and he wins a World Series in three years, he's got max five years of this position because at some point the Red Sox, if they do turn it around, they'll fall apart again. And when they do fall apart, Breslow will be the guy they blamed. That's just what the Red Sox do. Fairly or unfairly, that's who they blame. Their chief of baseball operations, that fake position that they made up. Let's just call him what he is. He's the general manager of the Boston Red Sox. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe.